Hey, I'm James. What the fuck was that? I'm introducing my name. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Only 51 episodes, Ooh. folks. I was trying to James be like smooth and I still with can't it. fucking get an intro right. Okay, even though this is all being kept, uh, my name is James. <laughs> What? We do the intro. How do we do the uh, intro? I don't even know anymore. I know that sounds wrong, though. No, it's I'm Corwin and no, I'm James. My name is Corwin and I'm James. See, and that's my what name I'm, is James. That's what I'm used to. I'm used to being second. So you go first. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Corwin and I'm James. And thanks for listening. So this movie's gay. He did that on purpose, guys. <laughs> well, so Corwin this and I gay. were in a goofy mood because I... I'm sleep deprived. Uh, yes, that too. But before we began, the, the I just thought Corwin was not going to react the way he did. Because if I knew that, I would have saved it for the podcast. <laughs> I told him, I said, y- you know, I've, I've recently come to... The realization that I wish I I'm not saying that I I am looking to transition or anything like that. I have just come to the conclusion that I do wish I were born female to be a lady. I I think I'd be pretty as hell, guys, (laughs) Um, using comedy to to mask a serious thing I'm thinking of. And then I said, you know, I, I opened up to Nicole about this and Nicole just like had a beat and then a kind of confused look on her face and she's like oh are are you just now coming to this conclusion because i've known this it seems like you've been nothing but open about this and i was like well i was using it as like uh, for jokes and humor but yeah now i am like actually coming to terms that this is how i think and then I was like, yeah, everyone who has listened to Mostly Speak in Sentai, the recurring bit was that Nicole, I would write in episode summaries whenever we would bring up Reen from Die Ranger, that Nicole wishes I were in Reen's body because then I'd be like super attractive. And then people who listen to that show would be like, yeah, James, you've been inserting this narrative into the show since day one. Yeah. Yeah, guys. When you come to major life things, you feel better about yourself, which after I've come to that conclusion and another conclusion that I would have to bleep out, listen to Nick Foster's most recent episode and kind of piece things together. I've been having no ghost nightmares. Incredible. I'm so happy for you. I sort of had one last night, but we have been watching a lot of Halloween movies, so that's it's iffy. But fuck uh, off, ghosts. Yeah, guys. alone. I, I haven't been having nightmares where I'm screaming at a door handle. I'm not going to scream it because I still am afraid that that might move. Oh, God, I would be so <laughs> terrified. That will move, though, during this recording because Nicole will just be barging in saying, Amazing. how do you do? How do you do? And this is also going to be a very short episode because... Because I walked in and I was like, ooh, and James was like, this is going to be a short episode. And I was like, oh, thank God, I am tired. This is the latest we've ever recorded. No, it's not. No, on a Sunday. 
Oh yeah, I mean oh, like yes yeah. because, because we normally upload things and on Sunday night, so so that it's ready Monday for you. Literally, you is- are <laughs> hearing this an hour before we like this is being recorded an hour before I edit and upload. We are cutting close yes. to the limit with this one, and uh, it's because we got busy lives, y'all. Yeah, baby, but we're still here. Going strong week after week, fifty-one yeah. weeks. We just need to make ne- <laughs> we need to make that fifty-two, and we'll uh, we'll uh, hit a year. Yeah, guys and oh, Corwin. Geez. I think for the first, this is also to the fans out there. For the first week of January, I I don't think we're gonna upload anything. I would like to actually take a vacation, a staycation. I can't afford to go anywhere. And just not do anything for a week, if that's fine with you. You should take a staycation and not do anything for a week. And if you want, we could also, like, just do two short episodes back to back so that we have a bank and we get an episode out. Oh, no, no. I I just don't want to... You don't want to upload? You don't want to do anything? I'd rather keep that banked for the week next. Oh, so that we get two weeks off? Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like, I just don't want to do anything for a week. That's fine. Maybe do yeah. some Let's Plays. What We'll talk about that more. But oh, my God. Corwin, what movie did we watch? We watched a movie, and that movie was called Birthday Cake. And Corwin- And be- it's from 2013, 2014. Before we even begin, if I had, like, a glass full of sparkling, I don't know, golden water- I would throw it up against the wall for dramatic effect of how excited I am about this movie. It was dope. It was a good movie. So to preface, since we were like, oh, this is going to be a short episode. I also haven't, I've been so busy today that I, and this past week that I haven't really been able to research and find a good movie, Um, which is fine because a lot of times when we come and do these, we just literally go onto Prime or Hulu and go, oh, LGBT. Got it. Let's do that. And I was pretty much going to do the same thing today. And I had a movie picked out. And James was like, I kind of want to do a crazy movie. So I was like, you have an idea for a crazy movie? Let's do it. That movie that you did pick out is a movie that, since it's come out, I've wanted to see. So we will be doing that. We will be doing that movie. And uh, you'll find out later in the future future. Yeah. Oh, I also found a Christmas movie for us to watch. Yes. I love gay Christmas movies. If you guys didn't know... That's why I watch Make the Yuletide Gay every year. And it's getting time to watch it again. Yeah. Oh, should we do it and revisit? <laughs> you want to revisit it? I am totally fine with that. I love that movie. We'll just get a guest. So it's, it's, we'll have just, extra yes. flavor. Uh, beautiful. Planning things already. Yeah. So this movie was like documentary style. Mockumentary, mockumentary style. That's what it's. I spent the whole movie like. I know it's some play on the word documentary, but I can't fucking remember what it is. That has been my, like, existence. If you're a juggalo, it would be a shockumentary, because ICP's shockumentary, you gotta check it out. Great Malenko. I mean, the whole time I was just like, oh, this is like The Office, or Parks and Rec, or Modern Family. Tap. (laughs) Okay, one of the things that bother me so much, and I'm pretty sure other people have said it, if those are mockumentary-style... Things. They start out as mockumentary and then they they lose that format very quickly. They still keep like the the interview thing, but they lose the like, you know, the thing that this movie had with the boom, like hanging out and into the frame and like the real format but, of the mockumentary. OK, so but 
it's a reality show that they're they're filming. So in this universe, they should be recognized by other people in the world. This is a TV show like Parks and Rec or The Office went on for like seven or eight seasons, meaning there's this catalog that they would have fans of this show within the show. Yeah. I want to see the fans. Like, that would be great. <laughs> All of a sudden, like, someone walks up to Phil Dunphy and says, I love you on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't really... That's why I think they dropped the... Form- it's like literally <laughs> no more than a season in. They always drop that format. But now we have a little, uh, little, little movie like that. And we also found out this is the sequel. There was a short film called... The Groom's Cake, I think, is what it was oh, called. Oh, dang. And that's, this movie is the after of it. So there were a few times where there were characters coming in and shit, and James and I were like, what the fuck? Yeah, because we didn't get an introduction, which when this movie started, I thought like, wow, this feels like a TV show that is picking up in like episode <laughs> four. We're, this is a TV show in like season three, episode five, and they're just going right in and we're like, what the, who the fuck are you? They gave a little introduction, but, which is why I never questioned it in the sense of like, oh, wow, we shouldn't be watching this right now. They gave a little recap to say like, hey, this happened before and now this is happening. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's just a recap of their life. This is... This is fine to do. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, we haven't watched the first movie, so no idea. But the second movie, it was good. It this was, was a good so movie. funny. And not so a lot of the, the gay movies, and I don't think I'm like speaking out of turn or I'm speaking ill will of this genre, a specific like comedy genre within the gay community where it's just... We are going to be as offensive and raunchy as possible. Oh, yeah. And there's not really any clear punchlines unless it's like a situation punchline. This had punchlines, had super funny jokes, super absurd jokes. Great transitions. It was great. The thing that killed me. So I'll just... James, do you want to do a quick synopsis of the movie before I guess we get into Yeah, and it'll be a very quick one because I do want to get into things. This couple, they have just received a child through way of adoption. And then they are filming this. One is a TV producer and one is a a successful actor. They are in a relationship. And then it's them going through them shooting the like a documentary film to follow up with their short film to say like, hey, you saw us get married. See what we're doing now. And the catalyst of like what is going on is it's their daughter's first birthday and one of their estranged family members comes in and then the other family member who seems supportive you know, from like one of the husbands seems supportive. And then it's kind of a clashing of that, but also just this weird friend family Not circle. Uh, no, they, Beautiful. Uh, Friend family. Yeah, no, no. Well, I'm they're saying like found family. They're. I'm not saying the. Yeah. It's weird that they have this found. Fa- I'm saying to describe these people, they are weird. They are they're, strange. Yes. And everyone has that if they have their found family, especially a lot of people in the queer community where they don't necessarily have their families that they are biologically related to. They have their found families uh, wherever they are. So this is a beautiful, beautiful little thing. Corwin, how do you describe me to your family family? (laughs) I have literally never spoken about you to my family family in my life. 
to be fair, I don't speak to my family family that okay, often. Yeah. Like I'll talk to my mom, but it's usually talking about, oh yeah, recording the podcast or oh yeah, doing this. I'm just working. Got this work done. Dang. Got a promotion. Cool. Their conversations like that. I never go in depth about any of my friends or what they're doing or what their lives are. Every once in a while, like I'll be like, oh, this person's pregnant or oh, this person's like, am I that person? Married. You're not pregnant. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you uh, got that taken care of. I got a hysterectomy, you guys. You will never be pregnant. That's never true. say never, though. It could heal back. Oh, God. But because this is true. This is all I do. Like a fifth of all my conversations with family, you are the subject of. Because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like I uh, there's like my home life. Then I have four podcasts. That is uh-huh. the fifths that I have. Amazing, incredible. What kind of? How do you describe me to your family? Uh, like a cool guy that. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, it is just a a gay nerd. A gay nerd. I'm like amazing. A, a, he loves Baldur's Gate. Remember that game I used to play on PC back way long ago? Yeah, he played that too, Dad. <laughs> This is why I always surprise James when I go off the rails or anything like that, because I've established such a strong underlying character of gay nerd to yeah. James. So anytime I show anything other than that, he's like, what? Yeah, well, I think it was on Nina's last episode. You started going very blue and I was like, oh, my my heavens. Corwin, what are you doing? I started going very what? Blue. Like, I, you were talking about, like, penis or something. Oh, amazing. And, and I was like, oh, Corwin, I thought you were, <laughs> you were a person heavens. of God. Oh, jeez. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, about a shiver, oh, corn, my never. <laughs> I do like the my never on that. The shiver <laughs> throws me the fuck off. But the, the my never... It's great, great. You should be on stage with that. <gasps> do yes. a do a rakish character. Just be ugh. But beautiful. yeah, Corwin, let's get into these notes because we gots to. I just there's so many things. Oh, what I wanted to say about the transitions that I loved what they did is they would have some super dramatic, heavy scene. And I didn't expect it because we were like, oh, this is balls to the wall, crazy movie. Yeah. And they would just suddenly, suddenly they'd be doing a scene. And I'm like, oh, if I was a normal person, I'd be sobbing right now. Oh, I was and- going to. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the, the biggest sob scene was yes. Dan. Is that his name? Yes. TV executive. His his mother mom was a his strange. Duh. Yeah. Pentecostal. They're very, very religious. But like it's a it's a whole different level. Yeah. Um, depending on, you know, some people know these different Christian groups and yeah, Pentecostal is a, a different, a different sort of thing than Catholicism or Protestant, all that. It's it, yeah. So it's very extreme and that's what his mother is. And he and she had this conversation because she got brought in and they're estranged. They haven't really spoken in years and things like that. Um, and she made breakfast for them, for the friends and family that are around. And he was just kind of blowing her off. And she's like, when are we going to talk? And he's like, we're talking now. And she's like, no, we're going to actually have a talk. And she just goes into this whole rant, not rant. She goes into this whole thing about 
what's happened. Yeah, because he says them. you disowned me, and yeah. then she said no, you disowned me. Yeah, and that's a fair thing because sometimes when family isn't good for us, we have to disown them. That yeah. happens. So that's totally fair. And she just goes on this long thing about how he disowned her and that she had this whole thing with him growing up that she's this Pentecostal Christian woman and to be homosexual is to be wrong and a sin and all this stuff. And that's, you know, a common occurrence with queer people um, who grow up in religious families. And she talks about him coming out to her and things. And of course she didn't, she says that she said terrible things to him and she's been trying to apologize that for that for years. And she talks about how, yes, this is how she was brought up. So she had that reaction, that terrible reaction to him when it first happened. And what did he expect? That's what he saw and knew of her is that she was this deeply religious person where in a religion where it's not accepted. And then she goes on to talk about how after that initial fallout and actually being able to to sit on it, um, going to the bookstore and buying every single book about every single book that includes So Your, so Son, Your Son is, is gay. gay and really owning up to trying to own up to the terrible things that she said to him and all of that, but being afraid to say the wrong thing and completely lose him in her life. And I mean, that's that's a real thing that can happen. And she talked about how on edge their relationship was because of that. So they never, it sounded like they never had a real conversation after he came out. And every time she tried to engage him in a conversation because of that poor past, that poor relationship, or the the failings of their relationship, she was never able to initiate a conversation because he would he would leave. And like honestly, I understand that because there are definitely people in my life that I don't talk to anymore and for good reason. And if they tried to initiate a conversation with me, half the time I'm going to be like, "No." And I've talked about things like that on the past on this podcast. So like, I understand that. But that was such it was a very long scene. And it was such a heavy hitting scene that I'm like, oh, there are plenty of uh, LGBTQIA plus people that would see the scene and grew up in a similar background who would be sobbing at this. Yeah. And then immediately, immediately after the scene, they're both crying and a clown knocks on the window and he goes, what the fuck? And the clown dies. Yeah funniest fucking thing uh, yes just like it was also kind of punctuated but it, it was like a a sincere funny yeah. with her saying i'm divorcing your father and then oh, he's yeah. like whoa 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 what? <laughs> I'm divorcing your father <laughs> what <laughs> but during that i wanted to to pat you on the shoulder and say because nicole does this i have a history of crying at very sappy things Yes. So whenever something said, oh, I had a feeling you were cr- you were you were getting I, a little emotional. I was, uh, and but, I was like, I James can't interact with me yeah. because I am too tired, and I am also feeling a little bit of emotion, but not enough for me to physically embody it. So 
if James starts crying and I see that he's crying, I'm going to start tearing up and I can't have that. Yeah. So I don't know if I've said it on here before, like professional wrestling documentaries, any music documentary and most TV shows, the series finale, I will cry on. So Nicole, when something sappy does happen in a movie, but it's <laughs> she's never gets it right. She just pats me and says, it's okay, Jampy. You can cry now. <laughs> you cry now. Uh, yeah, I couldn't do that because I was I was having a struggle moment myself. Oh, I, no, I was going to tap you oh. and say, it's okay, Corwin. You cry now. See, and I wouldn't have cried. I would have just... <laughs> you would have I I probably hit a, me. <laughs> I would have given you a... I wouldn't have physically hit you. I would have hit you with a look. <laughs> Been like, oh, no. Oh, Corwin, that hurt me. <laughs> Uh, can I? I just want to start going kind of scene by scene through my do notes. It, do yeah. it. Uh, th- the first scene we see them talking to their adoption lawyer right when they get received oh child. And I forgot about her. I, I th- that's how the movie starts out, and I was like, "This is fucking amazing." They thought they were getting a son, yeah, but they ended up getting a daughter, and she was like, "Wait, wait." Uh, it's a girl? I I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. I'll be able to tell. It. Let me see the baby. Is it a black baby? And then uh, they're like, what? And then like, she's, on no. an, she's on an iPad and then turn it around and she's like, no, 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 guys. That baby is white. <laughs> so right off the bat, this is getting so funny. Stupid. And then they, I, yeah, it was a stupid. So fucking stupid. And then they start talking about their short and how it had won awards and was going through festivals but then the only festival they didn't get into was Outfest in Los Angeles <laughs> and I felt like us or me specifically trying to tell people tell a fucking friend about our podcast because he was so bitter about it and it was like oh we we love the other husband was like we love the Outfest don't we love you guys and then he was like I just want you to know that I am putting my rage into a nice little box and putting it up on the mantle. But at any moment, any fucking moment, I can take that box down, unopen it, and rage that you have never seen will unleash on you. And yeah, that's me with podcasting. That's definitely, that was definitely our dynamic. I James is just like, tell someone to fucking listen. I'm like, it's fine. We love you. Or me yelling, hey, guys, vape some goddamn poison oak vapes. And then you're like, okay, no, no, that could be something someone chooses to do, but none of you guys should do it. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, guys, poison ivy, poison oak, it doesn't matter. They make your skin itch when it's on your skin, not when it's inside your skin. You guys take a big, heady drag from some. See, that's the thing. James takes his rage, he puts it in a little box and puts it on the shelf. Me, I'm just full of rage. I'm <laughs> like, you're going to feel it. It's fine. Actually, I put Boomers. them... Oh, okay, Boomer. <laughs> uh, have you seen... Uh... They're trying to equate that to the N-word. They are doing a lot. It's I just so, saw a thing about workplace harassment. It's saying, so fucking okay, funny that, okay, Boomer, it's their generational name. And we have been being made fun of so much for us being- Millennials, uh, And they're getting, it's, it's hilarious, guys. Keep using the word. Gen Z, two thumbs up. Two 
thumbs up. Uh, uh, someone did post a very thoughtful thing of figuring out why OK Boomer works so well is that the millennials have tried their entire life to come with facts yeah. to uh, boomers and to older people of like, no, like this is why things are happening. Here are facts. And they're like, oh, I don't care about those. I'm, I'm set in my way. So what Gen Z is doing is just like, hey, if you don't want to hear facts, I'm just going to twist what Demis- you've been I'm doing. I'm just going to dismiss you. Yes. I'm just going to treat you like a toddler. How you've been treating us. Amazing. It's great, Incredible. guys. Love it. Uh, 10 out of 10. But what I do is I ball up my rage and put it into these these boxes of a microphone. <laughs> puts in a little box in the microphone, and uh, one day it's all going to blow up, and it's I've, fine. I've been doing it since I was 14. Ooh, baby. Hey, but you've had some realizations. Yeah. Oh, I was also talking it. about, like, in music. That's oh, what yeah, I've been doing. Yeah, uh, Fear. We met a guy whose <laughs> name was Just Fear. Was not short for anything. It was great. He was on a <laughs> they photo were... shoot for Gaby magazine. And they were taking a photo of the the successful actor and they made the exec they made the producer husband go outside. They're like they're like, Oh, we've got a place for you outside. Um, we've got cheese it has cheese and wine and they just sort of force him out and he comes in and sees them taking pictures with fear and he's like what the fuck is going on and the director person whatever she's just like oh we're taking pictures of him we're gonna use his body and we're gonna use your face we're gonna use his body your face his body your face it's fine and the actor husband at that point's like no this is wrong i'm not gonna do it and then suddenly the producer husband's like where the fuck are you going they're gonna use his body and my face I haven't looked that great since, and then he just leaves. (laughs) And then he just goes into producer mode. He's like, "Okay, we need uh, we need sweat. We need I need to (laughs) sweat. I don't know what you're sweat. We need sweat on uh, fear. We need filters. I need to see the lighting. I need all this. It was great. Beautiful, beautiful moment. I did say at this moment." What is this movie and where is it going? No idea. No idea. No idea. I still don't think I know where it's going. Oh, our subtitles were like five minutes ahead, so we had to turn them off. So I might not have heard things. It's fine. One of my favorite quotes was when he when Dan found out the actor husband, which I don't remember his name. I it might also not be Dan. He finds out that his mom was invited and he says, if you invited my mother, I will bite your dick off. <laughs> this is when he's like assuming that the mother, he he made a mention of the mother and Dan's like, mm, better not. But it did happen. And then he had a big emotional moment. And that's what happened. Oh, also, when he watched in that scene, I with the fear and um, photography and stuff, I forgot that he walks in and he just goes earmuffs. And the actor husband immediately covers his daughter's ears. It was a beautiful moment. <laughs> then he has to go to like this father and me class, father daughter class to like, uh, I don't know what those classes are, guys. I'm never going to have children. Daddy and me. I don't know. I, I broke James a little bit. <laughs> so in this, uh, they, they meet this actor who's very handsome. And then he finds out that him and his actor husband had a past. So they they ask like, Hey, 
how many people have you slept with? And then before that, the okay. pretty friend though, the the attractive dude that they meet, Dan's like, oh, sorry, I just get really nervous around pretty people. And the dude just goes, oh, that's funny. I only get nervous around ugly people. I would have smacked that dude in his smack pretty face. In his pretty face. So uh, yeah, TV exec dad is getting self conscious about like, oh, how many people has he had sex with? So they agree. On the count of three, they will say how many people they've had sex with. And then three, two, one, TV exec. Well, let's say th- I'll be I'll be actor. You be TV. OK, exec. three, two, one, three hundred and twenty, three hundred and twenty. OK, so he says three hundred and twenty. He says I was doing a lot of theater. <laughs> he's, like, he's like eight. <laughs> I was doing a lot of theater. Uh, He did include everything besides just kissing. He included on that. He said hand jobs, mutual masturbation, blow jobs, sex, rimming. And then his mother walked in. His very religious mother who he was still had not had a real conversation with yet. Also, (laughs) to know his number was 320 something. Was it 320 exactly? Oh, no, it was 320-something. It was like 326 or something like that. He said that they're both like, well, how do you know how many people you've slept with? I don't know how many people I've slept with. And he's like, I know because I kept a journal. So that was Dan. I can count the people I've had sex with on one hand. Amazing. And I only need one finger because Nicole took my virginity. I'm kidding. That I wish that were the case. Oh, speaking, speaking of, of I, fucking <laughs> Hello. It was a perfect Nicole, my queen, my beauty person. You're loved. Your money, baby. Shagadelic. Oh, behave. Do I make you randy? Oh, I feel like James shiver. does this every single time that Nicole comes in. Oh, she's shaking her head yes. Because I've witnessed it a few times, and I think it just happens every time. I want her to remember that she's important and loved. Even Frank's <laughs> crawling up by her, licking his lips. Oh, Frank, don't do her like that. Go say hi. Just walk away. (laughs) (laughs) Frank just looked at Nicole, started walking, stopped, looked back at her and said, nah, I'm going to go buy my bowl. Uh, Uh, Ooh, jinx. We're in tandem like a bicycle. So we meet a comedic relief grandmother. I mean, all the characters are comedic (laughs) relief. And... uh, she sees oh, the baby no. and like looks at them and she's like, kidnappers, they're kidnappers. <laughs> you guys look nothing like the baby. Oh, kidnappers, kidnappers. Oh, grandma. And she says it again later of like, honey, they're kidnappers. Call the police. Oh, man, oh, we're, geez, I'm grandma. halfway through my notes. Where are we on? Oh, we're still good. We're we good. Are good. We're good. Well, oh, I was hoping those were little cookies you were about to feed me. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole pulled out her uh, magnets that she's selling over on darlinghomebody.com. Yes, I love a good plug, darlinghomebody.com. Dot com. Oh. Dot com? Yeah, C-U-M, you better believe. Which we saw a lot of because there yes. was a turkey baster. Uh, that was my next and note. And an entire martini glass full. It and looked Jesus. like a fancy parfait glass. That's how thick this load was. But we find out it's a mixture of two loads. It's both of them. Uh, so, it's, Corwin, I'm not going to ask you to help me in this science experiment. No. 
<laughs> Which so my brother and I once peed in little vials, like a uh, kid science vials, and we left them in our room to see what would happen. They changed color. That's what happened. But only if my brother were still talking to me, we could mix loads and see if they become thick as yogurt. <laughs> I'm kidding. I wouldn't. I do that. hated everything <laughs> about that whole sentence. James is laughing so hard he's shaking right now. Oh I, yeah. Oh geez. Oh Seymour, oh, feed no. me. I'm oh, hungry, guys. God. Oh man. Uh, so we meet the sister of Dan, who is a uh, Pentecostal. She talks to snakes. I know those aren't the those aren't exclusive, uh, but they just said she talks to snakes. Guys, that's a form of Christianity. People who talk to snakes. I heard about it on uh, Boondocks' first album, The Harvest. Check him out, guys. Uh, Frank screaming. He loves Boondocks as well. <laughs> I wrote down Ruth is an all-inclusive bitch. She's just <laughs> to everyone anyone. Hates her. Uh, no, ev- she hates everyone, and everyone else hates her. Oh yeah, there was like the only straight man in the movie was A little sexual harassment. Yeah, but we both uh, normally we would hate someone. Be- he's like. Oh, yeah, I'm straight. And she says, prove it. And he's like, yeah, you want to blow me? Uh, or like, come over here and sit on daddy's lap. He didn't say daddy, though. That's <laughs> that's my own spin on it. Uh, sit and spin on it, baby. <laughs> I've been liking that phrase lately. <laughs> it's just it's so absurd. So uh, if you tweet that phrase, James is going to go and like it. Just yeah. so you know. Hashtag sit and spin, bitch. <laughs> and admit the Why bitch. Why would you say bitch? Yeah, no. Anyone can sit and spin. Yeah, but and anyone nice can people, be a bitch. Bitches. Yeah, even nice people's as bitches in my case. So we were thinking this guy was just doing this to get on her nerves. So he's kind of like an anti-hero. Yeah, we're like, well, he is probably just doing that to antagonize her. Yeah. Which is fine because she's awful. Because when also, he, nah, I don't know. When he meets another straight lady, he's just like, sup. And then she's like, ah. Oh. Nicole They laughed. made out. And then <laughs> she he, funny fucked him practically. He looked like a clown. They dressed him up as a clown because the other clown died. Yeah. And he looked like the Joker. He did not look fun. And the children all ran and screamed. Also, there was a senator or something like that that murdered their wife, yeah, his decapitation wife, and then, and then got into the neighborhood and the police blocked off the neighborhood. So he came into the, the party. I would Jeez. like to say something. That is a young ass senator. That dude was like a child. Yes. A blonde ass hair. Like this person would not have been a senator. Oh, so during the the crying scene, uh, the mom kept wiping away the tears with her hand and like pushing back his hair. They're in a kitchen. Get a paper towel. It's more intimate to do it with Ugh, your fingers. It's disgusting. And oh, we do yeah. it with our fingers around <laughs> here, baby. I also, <laughs> when they were in bed before that, when they were talking, he was mad. Dan was mad that his mom was there because of Stephen. So Stephen's like. Is that what Jesus would do? And Dan's just like, I'm not Jesus. Yeah, guys. Great. Uh, so t- we'll we'll skip forward a little bit. Not a lot, though. Steven's mom ends up becoming very... Uh, uh, awful. Yes, awful. And that's also a thing that happens. The people that you, that you know that are like the most progressive or most loving, they can come out of left field with some random ass shit. 
the mom was just suddenly like, oh, Sam, when you have your kid, um, your biological, your your biological kid, Sam's not your real kid and things like that. And it's like, no, Sam is their real daughter. They are raising her. They love her. And the mom was just on her bullshit about it. And then also saying that Dan and Steven aren't really married. They, because they're not legally married because this movie came out before it was legalized nationwide. I'm still blown away by when that happened. Yeah. So the mom is just like, oh, you're not really, y'all aren't really married. And she slaps Steven for it because he's like, we are. And she slaps him. She's like, I had a husband once, me and the Colonel, I don't remember his name, but it sounded something like Colonel Colander. Well, let's go with Colander. The Colander. She likes to wash her greens. Yeah, it's, she's she was fucking stupid. I had something to say, but I forgot. We were talking about we talk coming out of left field. Left field. Uh, Is that a sports reference? Yeah. Oh, oh maybe it was a sports reference sports. I was going to go with. But to go on that, moms are creepy because she goes to hug him after slapping, and it like... She, like, kind of put her, like, pelvis mound, like, onto his leg, it looked like. It was gross. It, she did that thing where she, like, slapped him and she's like, I'm so sorry, I love you, I love you so much. And it's like, no, you're you're being abusive right now, is what yeah. you're doing. I think all mother-son relationships on TV are gross. Except, like, a modern family, like Claire and Luke. <laughs> Though I'm yes, fine with that. I love... Oh. That's believable. Beautiful. I mean, that's what I wish I had. You wish you had a Claire? Yeah. Claire's great. I wish I, I had Annie Claire. Ooh, I'm hungry. <laughs> I haven't brought you in a Claire in so long. What I, about Manny and Gloria? Manny and Gloria, no, no, no. That's Manny gross. Manny and Gloria's a little weird, but Gloria herself, the character, is oh, yeah. absolutely amazing i love her i think so much no actually i'm fine with this relationship because it's manny who makes the relationship weird yes like i so there were some episodes where she was when he was going off to college that i just don't like overly loving moms because that my mom kind of is so when it gets <laughs> exaggerated in tv it's even grosser amazing incredible oh, gross gross Oh, so flash forward. uh, Actually, it's not even a flash forward. He is gone. Dan has to go to the set of his TV show, which, uh, what's this actress's name? Jane Badler. Okay. And it's Jane Badler, and it's actually Jane Badler. Yes, she's playing herself. She's an actual actress. And they're they're shooting this show that they, it's pretty much a ripoff of Smash. Yeah. But for... Liz Taylor. Correct. Liv Taylor. Liz? Liz Taylor. Liz. Instead of Marilyn Monroe, which was Smash? Correct. I only know that because a podcast I listened to loved Smash. I love Smash too. Krista Rodriguez is amazing. She was in, uh, there's a new Netflix show called Daybreakers, and she, Krista Rodriguez is in that. She plays the witch, and God, she's so good. Get it, guys. I I got her autograph on Broadway when she was in First Date. Wait, Daybreakers has witches in it? Just you just gotta watch the show. I thought Dave or I'm the I'm character's a, name is the witch. I'm is that the like it, an apocalypse happens and the yes. only teens are there? Yes. Okay. Watch it. It's a good show. It looks good. It reminds us a lot of this movie, The Domestics. That's a very good movie, Corwin. You should watch it on Hulu. So she's saying like, hey, 
this song you wrote is very offensive. We'll get into that song. And they're like, you want to know what? Maybe we'll do something else. And she said, no, 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 you can't cut my song in my contract. It says I, I sing and I cry in every episode. And guys, we should start doing that on our show. <laughs> I cry and sing. Um, it's in my contract that I have to laugh in every episode. I fucking should have read the contract before I goddamn signed it. I wonder if you laughed the first episode. <laughs> I'd like to re-listen to that. It I was a I year did. ago. It was. And it was like two hours long, which I was like, Cora, so we long. cannot do that again. And I was like, I'm cutting it off in an hour. Yeah. Where are we at? Oh, We're okay. Let's. L- l- we got to keep. We then get this song called Tragic Flaw, which is uh, all of my friends are gay and all of my friends have aids it was something like that where it's like diamonds are forever but my friends have aids and it's clear that he wrote this while drunk and accidentally sent it yeah he was like this is diamonds are forever or whatever he or he gave like a title like a song that sounds correct and then and then the score the writer whatever the, the dude doing the music yes was just like no, this is blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, fuck. It was beautiful. Okay, so one, if you are sent those lyrics, you send a reply back if you are scoring this these this lyrics to say like, hey, man, are you sure about that? And then <laughs> when they are not yeah. drunk, they will see it and be like, oh, fuck. No, 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 I'm not. It should never have gotten past the email. No. But- Let's just say it does. And you score it. Why are you scoring it in an upbeat major key? Those lyrics, if you read them and you're like, this is a happy tune. No, that's sad rent stuff. (laughs) That's sad rent stuff, y'all. That's how I'm going to start just when things are very serious and sad. I'm just going to say that's that's rent stuff. This had some rent stuff in it. It did. It had some rent stuff, y'all. Be careful. Rent stuff. Jane Badler was, a, she was playing a diva, so it was great. You know, just watch, just watch this movie. Just watch this movie is yeah. what I'm saying. Just, that, those are all the notes I have. the goddamn movie. Those are all the stars. I had a couple others, but eh. It's a, it's a fucking dope movie, guys. I had two things that I wanted to say. One, the actor husband after dan the producer husband leaves the actor husband is on the phone with someone in the petting zoo i think yeah and things just aren't going right and all of that and he's threatening them but how he threatens them is if this doesn't happen i'm going to tell my husband and he's very mean Trust me, you will never work in this town again because he's very mean. And he has connections in Hollywood. And he's mean. Like, he was like, I can't threaten myself, but I will use my husband to threaten them because I know he will follow through. I feel like if I'm ever in a partnership in the future, that's probably what will happen is my partner, something will happen. My partner will be like, you've got to do this. Corwin is very mean. He will be very mean to you. My in my family, so my aunts and uncles, instead of saying you you better wait until your father gets home, it's going to be bad. Or you, like to threaten them of like, if you do that, I'll tell your father. It was don't make me call your aunt Margaret, who is my mom, <laughs> because my mom was a terror when I was younger. My mom is so into Wizard of Oz. 
She has a a very expensive, and she had it in a display case, Wicked Witch. Of course, she idolizes the Wicked Witch. And my friend Zach Charlow and Cody Leiter were over. And we were just, we were about to play PlayStation 2. We weren't roughhousing. She comes downstairs and she said, if you guys break this, I'll break you. It's worth more than your life. And years later, Zach Charlow came up to me and was like, you know, man, that was like really fucked up that your mom (laughs) said that statue was worth more than my life. And him saying that has always connected to me of like, holy shit, like, don't say mean shit to kids. It might fuck them up. <laughs> I won't say mean things to children, but I would definitely be, I am I would probably be the one, don't make me call your Uncle Corwin. Uh, beautiful. Oh, Love um, it. my sister's probably already saying like, hey, don't make me have your Uncle James call you. He'll talk your ear off about the intricacies of podcasting. (laughs) Corwin will bring you to a 12-hour theater show. Don't Uh, know what it's about. He won't care either. My niece, last time I saw her, I was like, oh, you know, like, you should, like, start getting into, like, microphones, you know, like, start recording stuff. And she's like, Uncle James. I don't want to grow up and podcast like you. And I was like, okay, <laughs> fine. Uh, okay, the last two things I had real quick. Jane Badler was like, Dan, I need you to break up with my boyfriend. And he's like, what? I'm not dating your boyfriend. And she's like, no, my boyfriend over there, I need you to break up with him for me. And he goes, hey, guys. And Dan's having struggles with it. So Jane Badler's just like, you know what? Whatever, I'm done with you, all that. And then he's like, why? And she's like, you're too old for me. What are you, 24? And he goes, no, I'm 28. <laughs> what moisturizer do you use? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I just love that because you have such the, the Hollywood thing um, of older actors always dating younger women and having their love interests be younger. But Jane Badler has flipped that. You know, I just love flipping a, a real thing or trope. You know, I just love that. Hey, Corwin, real quick. I love flipping my tech deck minis. Keep oh going. Oh, God. Are those little skateboards? Yeah. <laughs> I hated those. Um, I also did because I couldn't properly like do any kickflips or anything because the grip tape- well, The grip I, tape sucks. I, I was afraid of it like giving me an abrasion of like ripping my flesh off, but it keep going. It's your flesh <laughs> and feasts on it. It's Halloween, oh. y'all. It's not Halloween. It's almost Thanksgiving. And yeah, the one of the last lines were, gays are just like you, only prettier. Yeah, guys. Amazing. Corwin, would you recommend? I would recommend, yeah. Yeah, we didn't even get to talk about everything. There are so many things that happen. I think overall the movie is good. I mean, it could always use more representation and things like that. Um, but we had some... Some nice moments. Uh, I think so. It was a good movie. There were some times it could have used a couple cuts, but uh, yes, guys, uh, a comedy should be under ninety minutes. That's my personal. And it was. No, this was ninety-five. I thought. No, it was one twenty-five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one hour twenty-five. I still it could have still used some cuts, guys. Get so that it, means it was eighty-five minutes. Get it down to seventy-three. Um, <laughs> yeah, two thumbs up. 
Yay. Corwin, what Watch you got the to- movie. Uh, come see my theater company do things and follow us on Twitter at Saltbox Theater Collective. All of that. All the information is in the description. Um, we have a show in January, so go and see it. Uh, information is on their website and also ticket sales are available on their website and all that. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff at Core Winning. That's just my name with Winning. ING at the end. And follow us, the podcast, on Twitter and Instagram and all of that at This Movie's Gay. I will eventually post more things. I just, you know, yeah. been busy. Yeah, guys. And real quick, next week is our one year anniversary. Whoop, whoop, one whoop, year. Whoop, whoop. Which, if you've been listening, you will know what movie we're watching because we've laid hints throughout this last year. We actually have. I'm yeah, not, I know. Yeah. Uh, we guys, talked about leading up to it. Uh, I would love to give a big thank you to Steve F. Steve F. And Shane. Shane. For donating to get us better windscreens for the microphones. Wait, Shane? Yeah. Like Shane Shane? Shane from, oh yeah, you met him. Yeah, that Shane. Oh, yeah, he loves Hit It and Critted. He donated awesome. some money to help us get these new windscreens. He helped us during the, the chicken tasting. Yeah. You can find out more about my other podcasts and how to donate by going to MLMPod.com or MLMPod.com forward slash donate. We'll give you a shout out, baby, right now. Uh, we, ne- we need a new computer. It's This one's 10 years old now. It's on. It's running. It's trying its best. Yeah. And that's what we'll say. But yeah, mostly speaking, Sentai hit it and crit it. What the hell mouth. Find out about those at MLMPod.com. But go over to YouTube.com. Starting this week, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays, every single week, I'll be doing Let's Plays on Mostly Speaking Sentai under the Mostly Playing PlayStation banner. Mostly Playing PlayStation. And if you saw the spiral ones, guess what? I'm with a guest now. And the first two weeks, Nicole's on the show. We're playing Shadow Tower. And then... And this one weird ESPN sports game. When are we going to play games, James? Come on. Hey, hey, we just have to find a Baldur's Gate game and we'll play it. Yes. Actually, uh, I really, well, it's on Xbox. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons Heroes. Love that game. But also the PlayStation one is similar is uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Dark Alliance. Alliance, baby. Yes. Let's play Dark Alliance. Uh, once I figure out how to do the PSP, there was a no an adva- a tactics game would be terrible for us to terrible. play. Uh, <laughs> oh, also check out Nicole's Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash darling homebody. Nicole, are you biased real quick? Okay. Uh, no. Just go to that website and you'll find out information about it. You'll get like merchandise if you join. Yeah. I've been James. I've been Corwin. Bye. Bye. Perfect harmony we right didn't away. We did plan that. Yeah, guys. We know what notes we're about to do. I, that's <laughs> it t- We still can't do the intro right. We but can't do the intro right, but we, we know how to harmonize. Maybe it wasn't even harmony. It might have just been the same exact note. Maybe. What I don't would know. that be called? I don't, I don't know. Let us know at this movie's K. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been a Marshland Media production, produced by James McCullum. 
For more content, please visit mlmpod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash mlmpod and sign up today.